0: It's time to go into auto-reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto-reverse on Canned Heat. I'm on the road
1: again.
0: So Tony, when you think about, or at least when I think about canned heat, you know, you get the this is one of the bands that when they get really cooking, which you can see from their live shows, especially like Monterey or Woodstock, I mean, there's, there's Woodstock. yeah, Woodstock, they and well, they're in Monterey as well. They were, mm-hmm. they, I mean, that's a, that's a hard band to touch. They got really cooking and they, I mean, just a really vibrant, just really dynamic, really dynamic, like for a boogie band, like very dynamic, but, and, but I would never call them a boogie band um i call them, you know i would even go more as a blues band more than a boogie band but they did it really well and it, i think it's kind of things when you wonder like why weren't they big uh bigger because i mean going to the countries like their pop their main pop song would you right would that's probably their yeah main
1: that song. song and also uh what's it called on the road
0: yeah on the road yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. another big that's actually one of even though that's a, a hit I really love that song because it reminds me of uh, like T. Re- it has you know how T- I, to me T. Rex sort of took that, uh, and so did uh, the guy that did Spirit in the Sky. They both, yeah. You know, I hear I hear though that 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 influence and in those and in those, in those hits that came later, uh, and it's just it's yeah yeah. yeah. It, 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 but they had they had some commercial well, success. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know that. You know, I, I agree with you. I like that song because uh, c- uh, it's like they have that kind of not Eric Dolphy flute, but it's got that really kind of interesting flute that kind of uh, kind of makes it unusual. You know, you didn't hear, but not many rock songs have a flute in it, um,
1: unless you're Jeff Tall.
0: <laughs> well, I think Jeff Tall is their own kind of category. They're, they sit alone in the flute rock category.
1: Absolutely, I think Jethro Tell Rule, and we should cover yeah. Jethro tell at some point our, ourselves.
0: Oh yeah, heavy horses. Oh my god.
1: Oh, I mean, I just those first like five albums are,
0: yeah, if are I amazing.
1: Know. Yeah, and heavy as hell. You know, I mean, Iomi was in the band.
0: So, let me ask you this about Clint Candy, because mm-hmm. my take yeah. on Heat has always been, um, and it's grown. This point of view has grown over the years. The more I listen to him. It's Mm -hmm. really, you know, Blind Owl's band. Like he's the heart and soul of it. Like if you strip Mm -hmm. him out of that, uh, because he did harmonica, slide, and and guitar, Mm -hmm. it seems like he was the like kind of the the emotional kind of core. But also bring this like, like even when the you see the Hooker and Heat album, it's like. Mm-hmm. John Lee's calling out to Alan most of the time, and I mm-hmm. there were, I remember reading like how effusive his praise was of the old Blind Owl. Um, mm-hmm. But like I like as much as I like Bob Hike's vocals, as much as I love mm-hmm. um, uh, what's the drummer's name? Peta. Um, why am I blanking on his name?
1: His name is. Oh
0: um, uh, jeez. Give me a second. I know his it's name. Uh, you know, but... Adolfo Fido, Fido de la Para, right, de la Para, right? Uh, a fellow Spaniard, I'm going to assume. Wow, well, you should, I would think you would know him first of all, you know? Uh, but yeah, yeah uh,
1: I didn't even know, uh, honestly, as much as I love the band, I didn't know anyone else other than... Um, yeah, well, you didn't... Like, Henry, uh, Henry, uh, Henry uh, not Henry... Uh, Harvey Mandel? Uh, well, Harvey, I first of all, I forgot that he was in that band at one point. Yeah, for Woodside. Harvey Mandel, because I'm a huge fan of his solo yeah, stuff, he's great. his guitar. He's great. He's funky as hell, like progressive.
0: Yeah, Bay Area uh, shit, big guy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and, yeah and, and so I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't know all the all the members i just knew I, I just knew the singer and the guitar player uh yeah the bear and the uh, and the uh and the owl that's the yeah, only people you didn't I knew. know
0: that you didn't know the mole who is the no i
1: didn't know the mole i didn't know the mole
0: <laughs> <laughs> and harry besteed what was his nickname again he he was i love his guitar playing, even though again i like i'm much more uh i, I like um Blind Blinddale stuff a little bit. I don't know why I'm forgetting all. I used to know all the the names, all their nicknames. But anyhow,
1: well, that, that that's that's telling me something that uh, I didn't realize that you're. A, I I think you may be a bigger fan of Kenny Heat than I am. I I, I came to that very late in the game. Um, I only knew uh, going down to the uh, on the road and country song. I only knew those songs from the radio. Didn't right. even spe- didn't even really know what they look like. And then I think in 1998 or 97, uh, my friend Ned Ned Brewster, he was moving, or it might have been 99. I can't remember. He was moving to Spain, and he got rid of uh, lots of records before he moved. And uh,
0: he had double copies. You pounced.
1: I pounced. Oh, I did. I bought, like, every Badfinger record, every free record. (laughs) But, uh, But what I did buy... From him, and they sort of gave me a lesson about canned heat as I bought uh, "Living the Blues" mm-hmm. and my favorite of their albums, "Future uh, Blues." Uh, not "Future Blues." Um, uh, "Boogie with can Heat." Yeah. The, those I bought those two albums off of him, and it was like it was like a whole world opened up to me. Like you know, a lot of their deeper material, uh, "Amphetamine Annie," right. you know, all those like yeah, songs yeah, yeah. that I didn't know. I didn't know were never on the radio. And I had this like huge appreciation for them. I, I mean, getting back to your point earlier in this conversation about, are they a blues band? Are they a blues rock band? Are they a boogie band? To me, they were definitely a blues band. I mean, these guys were blues aficionados before right. they started the band. They were like blues collectors, uh, yeah. which I, you could probably say about most modern rock bands of that era of the sixties, you know, the flower power. you know, uh, right, sort right. of period. Um, you know, post Beatles or whatever—they um, were all blues aficionados. If you start to think about it, almost all of them. But um, they, to me, were just a soup. Like, like a lot of times I hear bands like try to do the blues, um, mm-hmm. like you know, like the Yardbirds or or uh, or.
0: Um, oh, that's an interesting thing. Like, you, what Or John? What you know, or John
1: Or John Mayle, or John Mayle. Like I hear it, but they're British, so you can kind of hear that yeah, point like of view there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah you there. hear that point of view, but with, with, with. Uh, can he? It just seems.
0: It just sounds more it, genuine. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, because yeah,
1: and and I, and that's what really attracted me to them you know, when I started to explore their, you know, their you know albums one at a, one really at a time. That's a really
0: interesting point, because, you know, you, you remember the Howling Wolf session, London sessions with all the, like, clapping? Yeah, there? with and, it, Jimmy and, Page, yeah. I think Jimmy Page. And everyone, yeah. and everyone was like, the session they didn't jive really well, and that, you know, there's, yeah. there's, that's always been kind of like a thing, like, there's British blues, and then there's kind of American blues, and I, I think there's an arrogance, what I'm about to say, but like I can see an American blues person being able to do British blues But I don't see can't it's harder for a British blues. So to, to get an authentic uh, American blues
1: There's a stiffness to English people trying to interpret the blues. I I don't think for example Peter Green had that stiffness He had the opposite of stiffness. He was loose yeah. and 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 soulful and he really, he really put, but he's the exception to the rule. To me, most of them are stiff and, but not that, I'm not saying they're bad. They wrote great songs, but had, they had, in order for them to get to their great songs, they had to reinterpret them in the style that was comfortable for them, which was more British.
0: You could put the Rolling Stones with, or Keith Richards with Muddy Waters and have them play. But it just didn't sound the same as like happening with Johnny Winter. Like Johnny Winter. No, no. Like, no, like Johnny no. Winter. That's that 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 kind. Of, that's a better mess. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that's that's a great observation about Canned Heat. Is, you know, that, and you're right. Like a great place to start anyone on Canned Heat would be Boogie with Canned Heat. That's just a great oh, album.
1: Second record, great. Probably where that you start seeing, the uh, the unfurling of their style. Like, because like the first al- first album and vintage heat, like the early stuff is more like, oh, we're doing a cover here. We're doing it. You know, it was like sort of them getting a feel. But it's Boogie with Can Heat where you're like, this is the Can Heat style. Here it, here it is.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah and, you know, the, I, they came more into that. And I think it really, you know, that's I, I think if you get into them more like I over time, really like future blues, like but that was something. That album is
1: great. That album is great, and uh, and and it is a uh, example of some of their quirkier takes on songs. Like, uh, I mean, when I was doing the playlist, some of my favorite songs are ones that aren't necessarily straight up blue, like blues uh, workouts or bluesy rock songs. I, like, right. I love that song on on uh it's it's actually a bonus track on future blues i think it's called oh well the sugar bee i love and then i yeah. love the uh the uh, so right before future blues that that album with the lady on the cover the kind of like more um the album before future blues there's a there's a bonus track on there called poor moon right
0: right right that's on the playlist that's, that's an a example. great song and time was i know, Quirky. It's. It's quirky, yeah. And the song "Time Was" is another one off that album. That's ah really huh That's amazing.
1: another one. Or um, what's the other one uh, on uh, on Living the Blues? My mistake. <laughs>
0: that's like oh, so funny. I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, that's that's really yeah, that's funny. So and, yeah, so that's, that's
1: so that's where I really embrace the band. I mean, personally, is like when I hear those quirkier songs, I realize that this is a band that yeah, they embrace. Of course they embrace the blues. Of course they embrace yeah. the boogie. Of course they embrace uh, playing a, some slide, making records with, with, uh, with, um, with John Lee Hooker. They know what's up, but they're still capable of writing truly unique, quirky, you know, interesting songs. They can do it. It's just whether they feel like it or not.
0: you know in the to draw the parallel of like John Mayall who is who is an amazing who's had an amazing career but I, can is just John Mayall have an actual sound does is, is this a John Mayall no Mayo? no that's the thing uh, it's like he's just been like a really good more talent kind of like a talent uh, uh, minor league team for some a lot of guitarists and other players you know John McPhee and um, Flick like McFleewood is before. Oh my God! This is really his nickname. I, no, no wonder I forgot his nickname. This is the worst nickname. So it's like the bear blind out and Henry's is fucking sunflower. That's the worst. <laughs> like for a guitar, for a guitar, for a guitarist too. It's like maybe if you were like on tambourine, like you call yourself sunflower. How, Henry Sunflower <laughs> Vestine. And then harvey's and then harvey his replacement is the snake that like that's a good name for that guitars. makes sense he named
1: he named one of his solo records the snake that yeah. makes sense like that yeah i think i think i have that album yeah, he has an the album called
0: snake fito, yeah, yeah. or it might
1: be a track on an album i what, can't remember
0: what is fito in spanish f-i-t-o Fito, i don't
1: know i'd have to look that up uh, uh i don't know if he's from spain or if he's like central american or right. mexican i'd have to Look right. into his heritage. I know that, for example, Jerry Garcia, his family was from Spain right. and immigrated to the United States. He's actually Galician like me. Oh, no is okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, when you look up famous Galicians in, on Wikipedia, Garci- Jerry Garcia is right up there. And that's, right up that's there.
0: probably why you can riff endlessly about things just like he can. I
1: can, I can riff verbally. I can't yeah, riff yeah, I on, on say, a guitar. That, I, I leave say. that up to you. You're the riffer.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the riffer. I don't know what's. I don't know if I that's take. Your I
1: would, that's I, your nickname. I don't
0: know how many. That's not too. That's not running too far behind sunflower.
1: The riffer.
0: <laughs> the riffer sounds oh like whiffer. Oh my
1: god, that, that's gonna stick. At least I'm gonna try to make it stick. Uh,
0: I don't know, man. I'm gonna try to run from that no, as far please. as I can. No, please don't. No, please don't. <laughs> But you know, uh. but this band, and like many bands, I mean, they are uh, you know, a, a band that had had a lot of tension, internal conflicts. Matter of fact, you know, the uh, Vestine left because he got in a fight with uh, the bass player, uh, the mole, at like a show mm-hmm. at the Fillmore, and and he quit the band right before their gig at Woodstock, and that's mm-hmm. when they got, got Harvey to come in, and, and mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, my bigger point is is like. That band had a lot of they were young guys they got they did a lot of drugs and drinking and got a lot of uh, trouble but you know I think that you know they burned bright for however long they did but after you know to me after you know blind Al died that that band just kind of went
1: oh yeah 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 it's not it's not a it's not all it's not about how long you burn bright how long you you were burning bright it's all about if you burn bright at all you know and, and especially uh, considering fair, we weird. we talked we've talked we've talked about this so much on this show it, that people were not getting help for their issues back then it was a very uh, uh, you know wow. unenlightened time for especially especially <laughs> because like like LSD was new cocaine was new again and just like you know, amphetamines were were sort of new again and being repurposed for the hippie age, and it's just like people weren't getting help, mental health. You know, there was no, there well, were no. Uh, I, I, but I would say, to like, leaves.
0: Yeah, I think also it was like they had such success in the sixties and seventies, and then one of their key members died. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the the north star of the band, if you're being overly generous, and. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the 70s weren't nice to a lot of bands. So when they got to the 80s and there weren't, you know, there was a new type of music being played, that's, I feel like, you know, which I think it sounds like what happened to to Bob Height. is Uh that he just, you know, he got heavier into drugs. And, you know, if you're not weaning off drugs in the, during the 60s, during the 70s, which there was no reason to, basically. It's <laughs> yeah. like you're saying, like, hey, you know, no one said, hey, kind of slow it down there. Um, or those people were kept away from the tour bus. Uh, the, you know, it's like, it's not a, and then, then you have the, 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 the creation part of it that needs to be fed, which is harder if you're not healthy of mind and body. Um, you know, because as you get older, doing the drugs takes a harder hit and, you know, he, you know, you know, it's a band that I feel that, and maybe I'm being an asshole looking at it like, well, they should have played another twenty years, and if Alan Wilson still lived, it's like who the fuck knows. I I think that it's a band that you know, if you're talking through the auto reverse lens, that I think everyone should take a listen to the playlist because it's just as such, it's it's a more dynamic band than you think because it's, it, it, while they do have those pop songs and can do pops they can also do a lot of other genres and still sound like can't he and that's kind of you know I always feel that that's a hard thing to do like if you just do if you can jump around genres or types of genres even subgenres and still keep the essence of your band and what makes you unique and worth listening to your voice um, I mean that's that's a you know that's a that's a huge win and worthy of someone watching but like you have a like some of the uh, this what song on the playlist that I was I I always skip over, it's that one where it's a du- duet. Is it Looking for My Rainbow?
1: Is it on uh, what album is
0: it on? I don't know. I fast forward it really quickly every time it comes on. Mm. I don't know.
1: I'm not really sure. But it's it's like a I, it, it's maybe like, it's kind sort of like, maybe it's at the end of their career. Yeah,
0: it's because his voice sounds cashed out. Like, yeah, you know. But it's like, that's not, that becomes less than, that becomes less about who the band is. It's not like he's, you know, the, the, the voice is aging the voice is just not being taken care of. And
1: yeah, there's like an alchemy to being in a band and making uh, good music. It's like, it like initially all the elements come together, hair of, uh, eye of newt and hair of, you know, whatever you're putting it all together in the cauldron and then Well, and then you and then you drink it all, and then there's no more left, and there's no more magic, and it's like that's you know that's a big part of.
0: I think a lot of it, yeah. It's I think you know if you're, I mean, these guys have to be like emotional, mental surfers. They got to be able to coast on these waves of of both positive and adulation, and then just pure rejection and you know loss of popularity. Playing hundred thousand dollar you know concerts 100,000 100000 people concerts so and then playing the back room of BB Kings you know and being okay with either and having that kind of being able to write it that way and you know
1: I mean I mean th- this isn't this isn't a completely uh, appropriate comparison but I'll make it anyway uh, I mean just look at something like like Captain Beefheart right. or uh, or Love Which, to me, are are foundational rock acts, uh, writers, uh, creative forces, just foundational. You, You know, a copy of Forever Changes or a copy of Trout Mass Replica, that shit is like the cornerstone of somebody's record collection, somebody's knowledge, somebody's influence. But yet... These bands didn't do shit. Like in inter- turn, like commercially, they uh, half of the, half of the stuff that they pressed up was bound for the cutout bin. It? Yeah. And but that, <laughs> but that's because a lot of times people's tastes are way behind uh, what the artist is doing. Now there are things like the Beatles and and the Stones and other bands where they were popular in their time because uh, some confluence of of, of Things that happen and also catching light lightning in a bottle, which not all bands could do. Right. Uh, or they might have the lightning in the bottle, but the people that buy the bottle don't understand what's in it or don't see it. And so it's like it's really hard. You know, it's well, not a.
0: Yeah, especially if you're a band that's a blues band. You like know. That
1: is exactly exactly. Or a jazz band or, or a, a, jazz band, a, a right. funk band, you know. Right.
0: Right, right, it's very true. It's like there's only, I think it's like you got to have this like level of popularity that you can go away and people, when you come back, they'll still want you. Uh, But like back then, they were all about like, just keep playing, keep playing, keep touring, keep recording, keep playing, retouring. And that's why there's such a high burnout. But, you know, how many bands other, you know, like, I just think that what makes it remarkable for Canteed and granted when you're going to listen to their music You're going to either listen to a deep cut on one of your shows or it's going to be you know The standard going down, you know the country the standard two songs Yeah, that you're going to hear and It's never going to go deeper, but you know, like I think Listening to the playlist it may gave me some more of like I've I've heard all this all that stuff before and Some of the later stuff not as much but it's, man, it's just like, I, it reminded me like, while they were a blues band at their core, they decided, they were, they built themselves up to something much greater than that. And could, you could call them more, you could, could arguably call them like a rock pop band in some ways too, but you know.
1: Yeah, I, I call them what you want. They were really good. They made a bunch of good records. They collaborated on one of the best collaboration records, uh, Hooker and Heat. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, that's enough. Like, I, people... I, it, stop people labeling. You're watching. saying
0: stop labeling, which I agree. I think that's a good No, point.
1: no, no, no. I'm not saying stop labeling. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Sometimes you need to label to, to give you a better... I, to give you some context, to give you an idea of where you are, right? Like, where you are in the music. I think labeling can be good. But I think expectations is what kills uh, beds. yeah and that's more of my issue uh uh you know for example hey, are you still there yeah i'm right here oh okay sorry sorry cut out for a second so um th- like for example like people what they do for a living you know like they go they get they're like, oh, I have this job. It pays the bills. But I could give two shits about it. And then, like, they're not really enjoying life, right? Like, they're not... Generally, they're not enjoying life, and they can't wait to get a, go home or whatever. And that, to me, sounds terrible, right? But then there's people that do work that is, doesn't pay that well, and but they love it. And they're not even thinking about the time that they're there. They're not thinking about Ooh. how much money they're making. They're just doing it, and it feels good. And that's true happiness. And, like, I think bands like Can Heat and and other bands, uh, like they experienced true happiness in what they right. were making. Maybe not at the end. Maybe yeah. not as members died off. Maybe not as as uh, tastes and trends changed in front of them. Uh, but they did enjoy themselves. And and that's all that's all you could ask for if you're trying to make art. Right. or trying to live life well, really I,
0: but i think there's a you know there's a third category people who have a job they do it for the money yeah. yet they're they're understanding that that allows them other things in their life to be possible so it's right 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 but, but, I, but, I, but I think I, but in terms you're right I, I that's a good point about it, the art aspect too i think the art aspect is the one of the hardest things to both creatively emotionally Uh, Spiritually, the thing to to tackle with, because it's not like there's so many arms and legs in there. I mean, you're even if you're a painter, you still got to deal with the the place, your agent, and the place that's going to the the gallery and everything else. It's really something that's left that you're just dealing only by yourself. Um, Yeah.
1: Anyhow, I don't. The details.
0: The details. You're right. Yeah, you're right.
1: The Believe me, the detail, the details of in anything, other than my record collecting, are not interesting to me.
0: Yeah, you you have a fairly interesting like I I always envision how you're making room for the big, you know you, you go you don't go on like a small record buy you it's like. No, although lately
1: I've been uh, not by, not not so much going for quantity but going for quality and spending more on specific records that I, I like I talked about before that are foundational that are that are cornerstones that are that that are the building blocks right. for all of popular music. So I but yeah. but that's not to say that's not to say if somebody was selling, like someone around the corner was selling their entire disco 12-inch collection, I would buy it.
0: Yeah. Like the whole
1: thing, sight unseen. So, and then, and then figure out what to do with it all, with it all, you know? Um, but that's like, that to me is interesting because that, and that leads me to another thing. And I know we're going, this might be the 18th tangent of today's episode, but, uh, the, the thing is, what is this all about? It's all about discovery, new experiences and the enjoyment that that brings to people. It might be records. It might be travel. It might be food. Whatever, whatever it is, or in this case, canned heat. Whatever it is, the the discovery, the new, the new, the learning about something, getting deeper into it. That's where the real enjoyment is. You know, like that's where you can lose yourself yeah. and forget about that you owe a phone bill and forget about that you know your mother-in-law or, or the, you know whatever you it's just these are things that right. that can help you you know and uh and to me like when i first <clears throat> listened to boogie with can heat way way after the fact like that was an incredibly eye-opening and pleasurable new experience and that's i mean that's that's what this well, is all I, about
0: i think it's also it's like and it's kind of reverse, it's like you know there's Life offers a lot of doors to go through, and it's, you know, the finding the one, like not, you know, some doors are obviously at face value, not going to be worth going through, but I feel like, you know, especially with music and art in general, is, you know just try to take in as much as you can and there's no there's no shame in reading 50 pages and saying like yeah I'm not digging this and put it this side listening to two songs saying mm, this isn't this isn't really doing anything no for me. no or you know anything but I feel like just trying to I'm always surprised what um, I get get pulled into if that makes any sense like I get uh, there's a lot of stuff that over time my my appreciation of more things not less things has it's become less spe- specific. And I don't know if it's mm-hmm. because I'm just getting older and less judgmental about things, but I've found that like I've gained uh a more of an awareness of t- different types of music and different kinds of literature and other stuff like that just from being like less kind of prejudging and pre kind of labeling and such and
1: yeah you're you're uh ditching your elitist sort of maybe potential elitist uh perspective on things and uh just you know less hard
0: I'm, I'm just being less hard-headed i feel like i was angry and yeah, hard-headed yeah, 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 in my yeah. 20s and just be like nope i only like this type of ice cream yeah. so yeah. but like can it can heat is like the ice cream flavor that has so many different tastes to it that you can't go wrong and my goodness what a what a note to end it on like yes the canned heat ice cream analogy that everyone likes to use. But...
1: <laughs> that everyone's been waiting for.
0: <laughs> everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> so, my man, why don't you tell the good people what you got cooking on, on um, online on your radio station?
1: Uh, so, two radio shows, Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays, uh, noon to two, uh, Pacific Standard Time, crowd control radio on CJMP. C, sorry, cjmp.ca backslash listen here in Powell River, British Columbia. And then I have another one on Cortez Island in British Columbia. Um, it's cor- it's on uh, cktz.ca. And the name of that show is show. Tony Peace Night night shift radio show and that's on midnight to 2 a.m. on saturdays although this week i won't have a new episode it'll be a re, a rerun a rerun show um, a, uh, i'm gonna re uh, rerun a show from last week um but normally it's a lot right. it's a pre-recorded new show every saturday sweet So
0: if if you have anything you want us to, you know, as always, let us know what you think. If you want us to check out a band, autoreversepod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, man. Until next time.
1: All right. Peace.